welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. This podcast series provides a space for some fabulous people to share their stories and find a voice within our ever-changing world. It is a space that simply encourages sparky conversations, because there is most definitely always something to be learned from every interesting conversation, however unscripted. At its heart, this podcast is built on the belief that each of us experiences the world in our own unique way, meaning that we all have our own story to share. The Coffee and Conversation podcast aims to uncover a range of perhaps previously unheard stories in an informal, engaging way, so that we can all connect, explore, grow and learn from the great people behind these tales. Happy listening! On today's episode of the Coffee and Conversation podcast, I'm joined by Lucy Willoughby, the founder of Startup Good Things. Along with a love of adventures and dancing in fields, Lucy is driven by a belief that what we buy can create positive change, rather than do damage to the planet or other people. Before launching her own enterprise, Lucy worked in the charity sector and started her career in Germany working in online dating. Good Things is an online shop that makes it easy for people to discover ethical and sustainable products that are changing the world for the better. Lucy is fascinated by learning about and exploring the world, meeting people and sharing their stories. Driven by a strong sense of justice and desire for equality, Lucy believes Good Things gives her an opportunity to support projects that are changing lives and to share these products with customers in the UK. Founded in July 2019, Good Things was a winner in the SJL Foundation's National Startup Competition and the Fast Track to Growth Award in 2019. Welcome to today's edition of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. Um, as ever, I have a cup of coffee, um, nice strong black uh, kind of espresso blend today, which is quite tasty. And I am sat in my office in Scotland looking out on, thankfully, um, some sunshine. So the, the weather that's been heating up the south in the past few days has gradually made its way up to me. And yeah, I think I'm going to be sitting in the sun for a few hours later. Um, but yeah, so today my guest is Lucy. Uh, and we're going to be talking about a range of things. Um, so welcome, Lucy. Thank you very much. And, and yeah, Thank tell you. us good to be here. Tell us where you are, because we can see each other, obviously. And I'm looking at you in your sort of office, surrounded by books and boxes. Yeah, books, boxes, and at the moment, quite a few watering cans, children's watering cans, kind of sticking out of the shelves. Um, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, so I am um, in my home office, which is in South Devon. Uh, so we were just saying it's really nice and warm down here. Beautiful sunny day. Um, and yeah, this is where I run good things. So that is why I have all the boxes um, and lots of kind of toys and gifts. Uh, some things made of recycled materials like the watering cans, the recycled plastic. Um, but yeah, that's where I am. Currently, I'm drinking water because it is quite warm. Um, but I'm a bit envious of your strong coffee. That sounds good. Yeah, I have to, yeah, and I have to confess today it is my second of the day because I had a seven o'clock Zoom session this morning <laughs> with a, a women's network, which is brilliant. Uh, I did have to confess on the call that it was probably the earliest I'd been up in the whole of lockdown. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, this is my second coffee of the day to keep me awake. Um, but yeah, so your intro gave us a slight, yeah, your intro gave us a slight insight into some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. Um, and Lucy and I met um, through an award that Lucy won through um, a foundation called SJL Foundation. Uh, and we'll, yeah, well, as we go through the conversation, I'm sure we'll explain a little bit more. Um, but yeah, Lucy and I have been sort of talking and um, part of my role is a bit of mentoring. And yeah, I've got to know some of the things 
uh, that Lucy's been doing, which we will explore in the next um, little while. Uh, so, as ever, we begin with quotes, and I believe you've snuck in two quotes with you. So, do you want to um, give us your quotes and just yeah, just explain you know what they mean to you and why you, why you've picked these quotes? So, I have gone for two, but two short ones. I hope that's I hope that's okay. Absolutely, um, anything goes. So, the first, <laughs> the free for all. Yeah. Um, the first is something. So, I have spent lockdown in my family home. Um, and I think like a lot of people, I've been having a bit of a clear out and going through old things. So this is something that my around 14 year old self wrote down on a little card, which I kind of uncovered. Um, and it's actually a song lyric. So it's, um, it's from a Blur song. And the quote is, I'd love to stay here and be normal, but it's just so overrated. And <laughs> it's from a song called Tracy Jacks uh, by Blur. And yeah. yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why it obviously resonated me with, with me when I was about 14. And then um, I wrote it down and I still, I still kind of like it. Um, should I give you my second one? Yeah, because I love that one. I'm just, it's just sitting in my mind with things to things to ask you about. Uh, but yeah, give us your second <laughs> one. That would be great. Let's, let's have an insight into a di- bit of a different part of you. Yeah. yeah. So this is probably that one is I think is probably quite personal. And this is maybe a bit more in terms of um, what I do and what I'm passionate about. Um, So this is quite well known from Greta Thunberg. And that is no one is too small to make a difference. Excellent. And what why have you I suppose we will explore this a little bit more. But can you give us a a bit of a sense of why that feels meaningful to you? well, I think obviously we're aware of the climate crisis, um, and I think for me that's always linked to the climate crisis. But I think it, you know, it can be linked to so many other things as well. Um, but yeah, that sense of you know personal responsibility, but also just trying to make some kind of change mm. and just you know do something. If you feel like it's the right thing to do, just try and do something. Um, and even if you start small, there will be some sort of impact. And um, yeah, I, I like that sense of not maybe not trying to take everything on, but doing what you're able to do and just making some kind of change, which can be really powerful. Absolutely. And, and then I'm, I'm sort of looking and thinking, can I make connections between those those couple of quotes and then... I suppose it feels like both of them are about change, <laughs> change and moving, moving somewhere um, in terms of, you know, not accepting the status quo in terms of, you know, I'd love yeah. to stay here, but actually, no, I want to, uh, there's, there's this big world out there to explore. That's the sense I get from that first quote, um, which maybe is that sort of second quote around, yeah, it's about changing yeah. things and, and creating something maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think the first one, um, it's from the the whole song is quite funny it's like about a guy who leaves his kind of conventional life and then I think he goes to a beach he strips off his clothes he runs around he bulldozes his house I think it could be interpreted as perhaps someone who's not in a (laughs) a great situation or it's someone who's just gone hang on this isn't for me how have I got here I don't I don't want this and I want something else and 
I prefer to like take that second interpretation, but I think maybe you want to, because I, I, it did mean something to me when I was 14, when, you know, you're very influenced by your peers and thinking a lot about where you're going in your life and the decisions that you're making feel really important. And that kind of reminder of just because everybody else is doing thing, it doesn't mean that it's the thing that you have to do. It's, yeah, obviously connected with me. Um, and I think it's still, yeah, that's still important to me just to, just to think about, you know, how things feel, go with that instinct and, um, sometimes take, make unconventional choices. Um, and yeah, do what feels right. Yeah. Excellent. And so tell, tell me a bit and tell the listeners a little bit about sort of where you're at right now. Um, because maybe some of, some of what you're doing is a little unconventional and, and new and different. Um, so yeah, so maybe give us an insight into sort of what you're doing now and, and maybe the last, no, the last 12 months, I suppose, because it feels like a huge amount has happened for you in quite a relatively short space of time. Yeah. So I, um, I set up, uh, good things which is an online shop um, and essentially I pick out uh, products that are creating a positive change. Um, so that might be because they're made of sustainable materials or they're helping people with employment and a new start when they're perhaps in a tricky situation. So products like um, supporting young people who've been orphaned in marketing. Um and yeah, so I started that 12 months ago, um, but I kind of came to this. So two years ago, actually, just coming up to two years ago, I, two years ago, three years ago, I left, I had a career in the charity sector and um, that was quite, <laughs> all going quite well and um, things were on a certain route. And then I think I turned 30 actually, and I just suddenly thought, hang on. If I, you know, if I want to make a change, this is the time to to do it. And this running something of my own was something I'd always thought about. Um, and I guess I had reached a point where it was like, it's now or never. So uh, I actually decided then to take some time out and do some traveling. Um, and I did sort of various volunteer placements in different countries. So I spent a while in Costa Rica where I was uh, on a turtle conservation project. So wow. there, I learned a lot about plastic pollution. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so cool. I was basically just living on a beach and hanging out with turtles all the time, <laughs> which was incredible. I got, got quite up close and personal with a, so a leatherback laid, <gasps> laid some eggs and you have to capture those eggs and take them to a hatchery because they're so precious. Like Leatherbacks are, are critically endangered and they're you know, noticeably diminishing. Um, so you have to capture those eggs and then take them to a protected hatchery. So I like held this bag as a leatherback was laying her eggs, which was intimate and wow. quite a strange thing that I never thought I would do. But um, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, but what I was really struck by was our impact on the natural world. Like the plastic, we would do beach cleans and that plastic was coming back day after day. You know, it wasn't, we would, we'd, we'd take it and, um, and try and clear the beach and then it would come back and that stayed with me and you know these animals were suffering because of our our behaviors and and what we're doing so that kind of stayed with me then I went to Tanzania where I was um 
working on a charity project which was delivering business education. So it was supporting people to set up businesses in a very rural community where actually when we first got there, a lot of people didn't have much cash. There was kind of bartering. Lots of people were just growing crops and kind of selling themselves. And we set up, you know, very simple, small businesses like shops and um, someone set themselves up as a tailor. But what it meant was people had a small income and they that made a huge difference to their lives. Like they were able to buy um, a wider variety of food. Someone set up a business bringing a range of vegetables into the village because actually there were there were very, you know, very few vegetables available. Um, and yeah, that was great. So we helped people with some uh, some grants to set up the businesses, got them off the ground and and saw them kind of begin on that journey and that also really just really hit me you know we have a lot of opportunities here in the UK um but that's not the case for everyone and the idea that you you know you can't send your child to school or there was a child in the school at the village who had a problem with their eyes and they were going blind and their parents couldn't afford to get the very simple healthcare that they needed to stop that child from going blind. You know, it's, it's really fundamental, actually, and income makes a huge difference to someone. So that stuck with me. And I also came across in Tanzania, I came across a project um, which was supporting people who were blind and disabled, actually, and uh, training them in craft skills. And then they had this beautiful shop where they had all these craft products and I was like wow this is incredible I bought loads of stuff anyway <laughs> because I loved it but I was like this would be amazing in the UK people would love this um and so then I then I spent some time in Nepal as well which was like a different charity project anyway um came back to the UK and was like what am I going to do now I want to start something in theory I had the travel bug out of my system that doesn't work but I hoped it would as well. <laughs> but I was like I want to start something of my own all those experiences kind of came together with this idea of what if I could create a shop where the products were sustainable and they weren't causing harm you know the materials that they were made from and packed in weren't having a negative um, impact on the environment and also if there could be some kind of social impact so actually the products were making things better for people I think we're now more and more aware of bad trade practices going on and the the impact that can be caused by you know cheap fashion particularly so thinking you know can I find projects and support projects and kind of amplify the voice of projects that are doing really cool things actually and choosing to support people through work so yeah so that's kind of how I've ended up here and it launched a year ago um and yeah, I had that connection with the SJL Foundation and went to the House of Commons, which was amazing and did a pitch, which was terrifying. Um, and yeah, it's been really exciting. So that's where I am now. And so weirdly, I've like come back to my parents' house. So I was, yeah, working in Oxford and, you know, I had quite an independent life and decided this is the moment I'm going to kind of sacrifice that for a while in order to set something about um which is how I've ended up here sorry that feels like that was a really long story no it's brilliant it's really you know this and what strikes me is it's brought it's come back to your first quote it feels like you had your your um I'd love to stay here moment um you know but actually it felt like there was a big world out there to explore be it through traveling and 
And it's almost like, you know, so having an idea and almost being dissatisfied with the status quo and kind of thinking there is something else, but I'm not 100% sure what that something else is. And almost trusting yourself enough to kind of go, I'm just going to follow this feeling, this, you know, I want to go and travel, I want to do a few things. And, you know, just almost like a little treasure hunt, picking things up on the way and bringing them back, which might have been physical things, but actually they were experiences and people and, you know, that sort of connection with people and seeing things and coming back and going, okay, right, yeah, I'm, even, I'm in a different place now, but how can I sort of weave all these things together into something that means that I can then go and link yeah. into your second quote, make my make that difference by doing something. So, yeah, it's interesting as you're talking, thinking, yeah, that 14-year-old self-quote does feel like it's really come to fruition and come to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's sometimes you have different options and it's kind of sometimes I quite like to try and push myself out of my comfort zone a bit and go with the maybe not always but sometimes go with the slightly more challenging option because I think you often get a lot more from it um and it might feel a bit more (laughs) at times it's definitely for people have been like are you sure are you sure you should be giving up your job or trying to do this but um yeah, no, I'm not sure, but it's, you know, it's exciting to kind of see what you come across and see what, what these options might bring you. And what, you know, is it, I don't know if this, I don't, oh, yeah. if it's even, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if it's possible to answer this question, but I'm curious to think, you know, what are the biggest, what are the things that have felt like the biggest, biggest challenges for you? Maybe either over the past 12 months or you know, in, in building the business you've got now what have been the you know two maybe one or two really sort of big things which were like well this is this is real key moment time you know this is the this is the sort of make or break decision as to where I go next Hmm. I would say in a way it's not the it's not necessarily like there have been massive hurdles it's almost the uh ability to because I'm I'm quite I like working as part of a team and I like being in group and I like discussing things with people as you know when I've (laughs) spoken to you about things um and so for me that I think the hard part was almost just having to work things out myself you know having those days where it you know things do go wrong nothing you know there's not been any major challenge there have definitely been kind of small hurdles but I think it's almost that ability to keep yourself going which is harder because it's kind of relentless like it's an ongoing um need to be disciplined and fill that role where you have to pick yourself up again because you haven't got someone that you're working with that you can get that energy from um so yeah, I would say for me that's the hardest that's the hardest thing is doing it on my own. Um so that would be one. I think I think what a lot of people also would say is in a more practical level is funding. So when I had this idea I was like how on earth am I going to get this off the ground? Um and I think actually that's probably always an issue. You know, where, wherever you are, you probably want to grow and you want to scale. And you're always thinking about, well, how am I going, how on earth am I going to get to the next level? So when I thought, when I started up, um, I got, did some crowdfunding actually and um, managed to crowdfund for the startup capital, which was amazing. 
Uh, and I kind, of, I kind of thought, well, I'm off the ground now, so it's yes. all going to be on its way. But I realise now that's always going to be a challenge. Um, but that's okay. You know, there are, like with the SJL Foundation, I was lucky enough to uh, get a grant for £2,000, which was really helpful. So it's sort of looking, um, you know, always looking for what's available and kind of thinking creatively about how there might be ways of um or getting to the next step i guess mm, definitely and you know that's i think that those are a couple of really interesting things that probably any small business owners or startups that are that are listening they're probably challenges that people can really uh, resonate with and maybe even particularly even more so over the past few months when we've been locked down and and yes we've had virtual connections and communications but actually it's that being on your own and you are totally self-reliant. So if you're having a bad day, there isn't anybody over coffee unless you're like, you know, got family around you or whatever. And some of the time they don't want to talk about work. Um, so, you know, where, where are your little bits of support and, you know, the people that, you know, actually, I just need somebody to make me laugh. You know, who's that? And it might have been, you know, somebody from accounts or somebody from marketing or somebody from, you know, wherever you'd go and chat to somebody in that office, you know, environment. But when it's you, you're, you are the, you know, your finance director, your CEO, your market, you know, head of marketing, you're all of these other things um, and you don't have that, that support. So I'm sure that that's something that you know, a lot of, you know, I, I'm sitting here going, yeah, I can, I can resonate with that. Where's, where's the networks of people that just keep you going when you're having a slightly challenging day, which in the grand scheme of things might be really small, um, but actually is that sort of sense of, yeah, it's me, I've got to do this. Uh, and nobody else is going to do it for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely, yeah, definitely is the case. And wearing all those hats and kind of having to having to figure stuff out as you go along, just work it out because, yeah, no one else is is going to, to do it. Um, but, yeah, it's true. It's funny in lockdown, actually, because I, I knowing that I'm someone who needs to chat with other people and kind of um, that that helps me to talk things through and to get different perspectives on things. I was trying to go to different events and yeah, go to those types of networks and things because obviously I am currently working by myself and it's, yeah, it's been interesting during lockdown, although there are the online opportunities and those are great. And aren't we lucky that this has happened at a point where we are able to connect online. Um, I do, I do miss that because it's not quite the same, you know, it's not, yeah it's um those are so valuable when you yeah you can share a challenge with someone or or yeah or just have a a joke around and um it's a huge difference so yeah yeah, I'm looking forward to when we're able to do that again it will be um it'll be good yeah or or you can just share a moan about something that's always that's always quite therapeutic Mm. yeah yeah definitely no it is for sure and often if you're talking to people even if they've got a business in a completely different industry they've often got something really helpful which will save you particularly when you're learning as you go Mm. there's no one to kind of get to benefit from necessarily to benefit from their experience so Mm. for someone to go oh hang on what you want to try is this is so so helpful Mm. so um yeah that is and that is still available I found things like um Facebook groups can be really useful for just saying hey I'm struggling with this has anyone got any suggestions and people are amazing actually and they they can be really valuable so they are I think like the digital spaces exist but maybe that interaction isn't quite the same Mm. so um, I'm just thinking about you know a couple of questions are in my head one is maybe 
a bit of an insight into maybe how things have changed for you or, or how lockdown's been in terms of your business um but actually maybe before that just you know give us a certain um give us an example maybe of a couple of products that you sell or and the stories behind them um because i think that's what i find really fascinating it's the sort of what maybe we see or somebody might buy is a gift for somebody and it might just be the thing that they see because they want it's online it's really easy it's somebody's birthday right i'm going to buy them that but actually what they might not then realise they're doing is they might real, not realise, they might not realise and the person receiving the gift might not realise the actual impact that that one purchase is then maybe having beyond that. Um, so, yeah, maybe, you know, what's a couple of your yeah. you know, pop, popular or interesting you know, items that, that you sell and, and that, you know, that story behind them? Um, well, most popular this month, unsurprisingly, has been uh, a beach play set. <laughs> so it's like a little basket and some um, some shells that you can take to the beach filled with water. Um, but the thing that is really cool about them is they are made entirely from ocean-bound plastic. So it's plastic that was intercepted from communities and areas of the world where there's no recycling structure in place. And they would almost certainly have gone into rivers and seas and they're collected and then turned into those toys. And what I really like about it is because children then play with them and they are to be played with at the beach. It's like a really nice thing to talk about our waste and recycling and thinking about our impact. on that. And they're designed so that, I mean, they actually last years and years, but they can be lots of children's toys can't be recycled because they have plastic, but they have other elements as well. Um, so that's a big problem. Most of them end up going to landfill. These have been designed so that they can be recycled again. But the idea is they get passed on and, you know, reused. Um, but yeah, those have been really popular. Um, and another another supplier I really like, I've just um, had a delivery of cards. This is from a supplier called Cards from Africa. And they make really beautiful cards. So they're made from like layered collage paper. Um, and they're really colourful and they look great, but they're made from recycled office materials. So essentially waste paper from offices. It's pulped and it's quite, you can kind of tell that it's handmade, like it's really beautifully put together. Um, but the project employs uh, young people in Rwanda who have lost their parents for various reasons, obviously because of the conflict there. And most of them have also um, not had much education that was interrupted because of everything that has happened so um a lot of them have reached a point you know they're all over 18 they're young adults um but things can be quite difficult in terms of finding a job just mm. provides people with skills and fair wages it's a fair trade project but also kind of a support network to get people on their feet. And then a lot of them go on to other careers or actually to start their own businesses, which I think is really nice. But it kind of provides that starting point to move forward from what has been a really tricky period. And a lot of those young people also are caring for younger siblings. So it can take the financial pressure off so that those younger siblings are able to go to school. Mm -hmm. So that has like a massive impact for the young person who's doing the work but it's also for their family um and yeah I like that idea of you know things have been very difficult but here's an opportunity to start again and to kind of help um 
yeah help with a, a kind of new chapter mm. so yeah that's a a couple of examples and it's interesting you know as I'm listening to you talk and I know in previous conversations it's sort of well, most people have, and certainly myself, you know, when, when somebody says the word sustainability or that sort of stuff, you kind of have a bit of an assumption about what, you know, it's climate change, it's sustainable materials and those sorts of things. But actually it's much, you know, it's much more beyond that because it's about, you know, sustainable economies in a local area. It's about education. It's about family support. It's about, you know, inspiring people and giving people hope and all this sort of stuff. So actually that kind of making a difference and sustainability and an ethical approach is, you know, it's, it's kind of, it feels like it's like this ripple approach that's almost endless. And, you know, from our perspective, it's the simplest act of buying a gift to somebody else. But actually you're buying something that then makes that unseen difference of, often, um, whether it be to those leatherback turtles um, that you were <laughs> holding the plastic bag yeah. for <laughs> or the young people that you've met and, you know, those things that you came across on your travels. So, yeah, there's something really kind of quite powerful about you know that sort of sustainability element yeah 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 and that yeah making a you know it's a it's a gift for someone it's you know that I appreciate I'm kind of you know not drastically changing things but just trying to um you know to do the best that you can and um and think about kind of what you know what is it what's it made from where's it come from um and purchases yeah that can that can make a big difference and um yeah I quite like the idea that maybe people may not realize you know quite what it's doing but um if they want to they can dig into the stories behind all the products but for some people it's just hey this is nice to play with on the beach great yeah and that's fine yeah um but yeah it's hopefully it's not causing harm and if possible it's doing something positive that's the kind of that's the idea yeah absolutely and I hope that we're moving towards that kind of way of living people seem to be a lot more interested in you know what products are made of and and what the impact is and and asking companies to be more transparent about that so I really hope that's the direction of travel it's been interesting in lockdown to see that you know people are much more interested in sustainability and and also supporting local businesses and becoming kind of connected with their community. All those sort of issues have, um, yeah, have been interesting to kind of explore and watch people connect with. So, yeah. Mm. And actually you asked about what the, the impact has been for my business during lockdown. And actually that has been great to see. Initially, I was like, oh my gosh, this could be terrible. Um, obviously, I'm lucky in that I'm predominantly an online business and I was set up to to sell online so I had been going to some events and things but um this gave me the opportunity to focus on the online side and actually it's been really positive and it has grown so we've um had about 30% increase in customers month on month um which is amazing has been really really good and it's been interesting when I reach out to people to find out that they're taking time to try and buy more ethically and to think about the companies. I mean, in a sense, we kind of had this moment of like, my pound really makes a difference. And I'm, you know, if I go and support the little shop down the road, that gives them a chance of continuing, um, maybe rather than going to the big supermarket. Mm. So people are, you know, thinking about where they want to to vote with their pound. And um, yeah, that's been amazing. It's been really lovely to to see that and to know that people are, 
considering these issues definitely and yeah it's I think there's definitely that sense of um maybe aware maybe there's maybe there's something about being more aware and making conscious decisions be that for some people having to be more conscious actually I have less income therefore I have to be more conscious about where I'm you know what I'm buying and where I'm spending it but also when we were we weren't able to travel therefore actually I can't go to I can't go 30 miles to my nearest supermarket what is locally um, and almost suddenly becoming aware that some people perhaps didn't even know that there was a local garden shop or, you know, that sort of thing that they could get things from. So just becoming more, because we've been forced to be more aware, suddenly it's sort of, you know, people go, oh, didn't even know, didn't even know that existed. Wow, can I get my, you know, vegetables from you? Yeah, brilliant. And then, you know, that sort of, it'd be quite interesting about this idea of behaviour yeah. change. How long, how long does that happen before people go, actually, do you know what? I don't need to go back to, I'm just going to stay here because I don't need to travel 30 miles when I can go a mile down the road and it's there. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see. And I don't know, maybe this was just me, but because, <laughs> because we were at home and not seeing very many people, when I did go to a shop, I'd be like, hi! <laughs> and I feel like we've it's almost strengthened those kind of community relationships. And that's what you get when you go to your local independent. You know, you... I mean, of course, you can have that with a really friendly person on a, a checkout at a supermarket, but it's it feels really good to know that you're helping support someone's independent business. And I hope those kind of strengthened communities and the way that we've seen some small independent businesses uh, kind of respond to what communities need and up delivery services or online services or whatever it may be really quickly. I hope people will stick with them and keep supporting them because um you know they've done what they can to support the community so uh yeah maybe that maybe that will continue I hope so definitely and I'm just I'm conscious we've gone nearly all the way through the conversation and we, we've talked about the name of your company but if people are curious to find out more um, where can they find you online to um buy something or read about the stories and, and other things that you've talked about uh so it's goodthingsgifts.co.uk you can find it all there yeah and yeah there's an opportunity to actually I've just also just written a blog about the increase in ethical consumerism and kind of exploring because I was really interested in seeing this increase in sales and just thinking well why you know what's happened during lockdown that's um that's caused that so there's yeah different things to have a look at and stories and all that sort of thing excellent and just before we start to wrap up I you know the question in my mind is kind of I suppose you know what's next for you so it's been kind of this big couple of years going so you've had your your Tracy Jacks moment where you've kind of yeah chucked up chucked the normal out and kind of gone right where do I go next traveled traveled around the world set your own business up um experienced those challenges so you know what what does maybe the next few months bring accepting that there's a lot of uncertainty um, but where are you hoping to head and, and you know, what are you hoping to, to achieve in the coming <laughs> yeah. months? Well, that's a good question. I feel like well, it's so it's so difficult to know, isn't it? This um, strange, unknown time. What I do know is Christmas is coming <laughs> and that is a, a big time. So because I sell um, gifts and toys, obviously that's that's like the big um, few months. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I was hoping to move my business to Bristol. Um, I've kind of put that on hold for now, just with all the all the unknowns. And actually, you know, running it here from during lockdown worked quite well. So 
that's on hold. Focus on Christmas um, and then see where we are in the new year. Um, one thing I'd quite like to do is I've had quite a few inquiries from people in different parts of the world. So I'm thinking about how I can start to sell officially beyond the UK. Um, I think that's probably a job for the new year because Christmas is, I kind of, I, I hadn't, I knew Christmas would be big, but last year I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> so I want to make sure this time I'm really prepared. Um, and that's, yeah, even now that's beginning to kind of um, take up quite a bit of my time in terms of preparing stock and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So, yeah, it's hard. It's it's very hard to say. I think I've been almost living just a week by week, quite flexible um approach at yeah in the last few months because it's it's really tricky to know what will happen next and I think that still feels the case um and a lot of my unfortunately a lot of my suppliers have been affected by what's going on so um those in India still aren't able to you know manufacture anything and certainly not export anything so yeah we will see what comes and and yeah do what I need to do but um I'm excited I still feel excited actually I think it's it's really great particularly seeing that people are wanting to support Mm. ethical companies and make ethical choices so um yeah hopefully hopefully will be a good few months but who knows the the purpose remains strong and that passion is there and it's yeah I think you're you know I think there'll be a lot of people that can uh, can really empathize with that sort of sense of just taking it sometimes it's day by day almost and week by week and kind of having this idea of yeah I know that's kind of where I want to go um, but there are so many uncertains and and you mentioned it earlier about that you know the local business and smaller businesses being agile enough to kind of flex and adapt and I think we're going to be in that sort of um phase for a little bit well a little bit a while long while who knows longer um, but those skills to be able to kind of just be able to respond and listen listening to people and saying what what's needed or what's wanted and being able to then just maneuver things to to make sure that yeah you don't lose that strength of purpose but you're able to provide something that you know meets your suppliers needs but also provide something that customers want exactly yeah so as we um, wrap up, and the half an hour has gone like, yeah, whistle stop. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm sitting here going, I really want to know more about those leatherback turtles. So maybe that's another blog for another day. <laughs> um, but, you know, what, what are the sort of, you know, you started with a couple of quotes and we've um, interestingly explored how some of those have, have really come back to actually your 15, 14-year-old self quote has really feels for me at least like it's come back and, you know, actually had a, had, had something quite um made quite a resonant approach in impact on your um your choices and where you've gone but you know what would you, you know, what would you like to leave people with and, and maybe a, a summary sort of um few words or paragraph in in terms of what we've talked about and where we've gone in this conversation um so I would go back to my second quote um so to Greta Thunberg and no one is too small to make a difference um because I think that is really important at the moment. The world has been turned sideways. And um, I think we, a lot of us are asking ourselves quite fundamental questions about kind of how we live our lives. Um, and coronavirus has been obviously massive, 
Meanwhile, the climate crisis is not going away. Um, so I think, ret- yeah, returning to, you know, those just making small conscious decisions and making the changes that you can and believing that they will have an impact um, is important. I think probably at the moment making radical changes might feel quite tricky, although perhaps people have been contemplating in lockdown and have made radical changes. I don't know. It will be interesting to find out. Um, But yeah, that idea of just starting small, but doing what you can. That's what I would say. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm, go- I'm leaving this conversation with this idea that there's two things I've taken maybe from that last, um, that last few words or few sentences is this idea of this belief. So believing you can make a difference and that no action is too small. So if it's as simple as buying an ethically sourced coffee or, you know, buying from somewhere, you know, buying meat locally that you know what its history is or what, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, making that so you said earlier about you know it's your making that choice with your pound um so do I buy this or this and that can make a difference um but equally you know I I love the idea of you know every interaction we have with somebody can make a difference either positive or negative so what wouldn't it be lovely wouldn't it be great and what would our world look like if we all understood that and you know kind of had that empathy with others so making a difference can be that simple as well yeah, it's the thing of acting and thinking about whether, yeah, whether it's engaging with someone or that thing of voting with your pound and how we can be responsible and hopefully having a, a positive impact on those that are around us. So, yeah. Excellent. Look, that's a, I think that's a, a great way to finish this conversation. So uh, thank you for your time and look forward to talking again soon. Thanks, Jay. You have been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen my thanks again to my guest lucy willoughby and also to you for listening if you would like to learn more about good things and the stories behind the products you can visit the shop website at www.goodthingsgifts.co.uk until the next time take care